Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. We are back with another great episode of Bass Chaos Radio. I am Brian, your host, and as you guys can tell, if you're watching the video, which we hope you do go watch Bass Cash Radio on our YouTube channel, uh, Bass Geek is not with us tonight. We got Mr. Jonathan Graham with us. Jonathan fishes the Bass Cast Kayak Series and been a big supporter of that for quite a while. <clears throat> and um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, and we might try this show and see if we can uh, maybe extend on it and do a little bit more throughout the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> geek committed and I'll admit, you know, I'm learning the, you know, I had to learn the kayak series when we started the kayak series, but geeks, uh, still on the glitter boat series. He, his, he will never be in a kayak. <laughs> <clears throat> so we thought we'd bring in a little bit of an expert tonight to talk about that. And, uh, what we got, we got our local, uh, Justin Largan on with us tonight. Yeah. And, uh, he finished the Hobie open down on Harris chain of lakes and finished in second place <clears throat> guys. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I watched some of his, uh, his Instagram reels and, uh, he was really, really surprised. I mean, he, he didn't think he was going to do this well at all. Yeah. He said he didn't have a really good practice. So he was, he was happy with how the tournament went out. So guys, we always hear that on Bass Cash radio. If you have a sucky practice, I don't know if it makes you put a little bit more work into it for the actual event or makes you go practice again. We, we've brought that up with the glitter bow side as well. It makes you go practice again to find them fish and I guess push a little bit harder. And, you know, I guess you kind of do a brain fart flush yeah, and start back from beginning. So congratulations to him. But uh, what's been going on in your world, brother? Uh, well, uh, you know, I like to fish those monthly tournaments. Uh, yes. I finished uh, second place in January's Virginia State Challenge, and I'm in uh, four different online tournaments right now. So two year-longs and two for the month of February. And Holy cow. Getting ready for our first Bass Cast Kayak Series tournament coming up March 4th. Yes. Lake. <clears throat> it will be here before you know it. I think Daniel told me we got 10 already registered. So thank you to everyone that has registered. I think uh, Jacob just registered a little while ago. So everybody's starting to sign up. Let's get it up to about 20, I think 25. 25 for Leesville is great. I mean, it's yeah. not a very big lake. It's plenty yeah. of room for everyone to spread out. But it's a I great place. Go ahead. I think we'll get there. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. But I think, you know, it's a great place to start out. And um, <clears throat> I mean, if you put in at the, you know, put in at the free ramp, you know, if you're new, I'm going to be honest with you. If you guys are new and you're coming in, uh, put out, 
put in at the um, Leesville Lake Marina. I mean, because you can put in there and make a left-hand turn and go right into, oh, was it Oldham's Creek? Yeah. And you, and you can stay out of all the mess and stay out of all the boat traffic or anything yeah. else. I mean, it's not that bad on boat traffic on Leesville. Like I said, it's a great place to start off the 2023 season, especially yeah. if you're new. It's a it's a no wake zone all the way back through that creek too, so it's good lay. It's a good spot for a kayak. You don't have to worry about boats, you know, zooming by you and all that kind of stuff. That is very true. Um, I'll be honest. When we put in, I'll go up in Nolan's Creek just that little bit, the little lip of it a little bit, and then we'll just paddle, make a big little loop and circle past the island and yep. back up, and we're going home. Mm-hmm. And when you caught them by then, we're done. So, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of fish in there to catch and. I've oh, yeah. caught them, so I know you guys can catch them, okay? Yeah. I, I think uh, – Try. Or try, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you never, know, you never know what Lees was going to be like till you get there. It's kind of – Yes. Leesville – It's a, it's a is, challenge. I like it, though. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people all the time, Leesville fluctuates so much because if you're not from around here, Smith dumps into Leesville, goes back and forth. It's power generated, water generated. Yep. Um, and – if you have good consecutive days on Leesville, no matter what it is, you're a pretty good angler. Cause I mean, it's, you never, I mean, I've been there. Sometimes you, you can't see the dock been there. Sometimes <clears throat> you can walk out past the dock. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's why it's just one of those places where you, you never know it. If I you can, if you can catch fish on Leesville, you can catch them pretty much anywhere. <clears throat> that's what I, that's what I tell people. <laughs> that's very true. And yep. you know what guys, you can practice. But I'll tell you one thing, you don't know what you're going to get into until you get down there the day of the event. Exactly. I mean, Jonathan will tell you straight up, You, if the water's high, it's going to fish one way. If it's low, it's going to fish another way. You yeah. do not know what you're going to get into until that actual day of the event. So <clears throat> before we bring on uh, Mr. Justin Largan, guys, we've got to thank our sponsor here. Do you struggle to remember what fishing patterns worked for you years ago in cloudy weather and summer? on a specific lake and a specific water visibility. Are you tired of journaling for fishing experience on pen and paper, guys? The Fish It Logbook app is your solution, built by anglers for anglers. Just log your fishing patterns at the end of the day in under a minute and have it captured forever. That's not all. The app goes to work for you and presents you with a detailed insight statistics about your fishing performance by revealing averages related to your techniques, your covers, structure, weather, water visibility, and many more. Know your numbers like any other professional angler. Know their numbers. Available on the Google Play Store and Apple Store at fishit.app. That's F-I-S-H-I-T dot A-P-P. Head on over and down your load your copy today. And as always, don't forget about our boys at Wildland Coffee. I think I'm bleeding. Wildland Coffee. There you guys go. Order some today. Eight ounces of water, eight minutes. You don't need a French press. You don't need anything else with you out on the water. Or if you can spend an overnight camping trip and you love coffee as much as I do. So, guys, Mr. Justin Largan. I think. All right. All right, guys. We are back with Mr. Justin Largan. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Good. How are you, Jonathan? Good. Brian had uh, 
put a post out on our uh, the BassCast Facebook page wanting to know who he should have for his next guest. So you were the first guy that came to mind. I was like, okay, got to get our local guy on here to just play second down in Florida. So glad you could. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make it. Um, I appreciate you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I just said I appreciate you having me. All right. Um, I think Brian usually started off a little introduction, right? You know, <clears throat> you guys that don't know Justin already, um, Justin's a part of the Missile Baits Pro staff. I do know that. Uh, he writes for Missile Baits. He also writes for the BassCast Kayak Series. If you guys haven't checked out our Kayak Series page on the BassCast.com, you see a lot of his content there as well. So really appreciate that. But, uh, I, you know, I kind of consider Justin a professional angler now. I mean, the art. Do you, are you working any other job or are you just fishing? At the moment, I'm just fishing, but that's, uh, it's, it's, it's not going to last for too much longer. I don't, it's tough, <clears throat> but, the, it's tough, but the, you know, as you get, cause you know, he's doing a, probably going to be doing the same thing. Are you sleeping in the car tonight? I got it at the uh, campground. So, so, but you're still sleeping in the car probably. You got tent. Yeah. Either way, we sleeping. We we doing whatever we have to do for this fashion dream. I'm sleeping in a forerunner. I throw the seats down and I'm sleeping in it. So please don't wake me up. I'm not very I'm not very happy when I get woke up. But uh yes, I mean you're touring all over the world, fishing a bunch of tournaments, fishing the Hobie series, you fish with the bass cast a little bit, and you fish with the bass nation. He's got a, you know, he's he's a big stick for the kayak yeah. series, and uh, we appreciate him supporting us right here in Central Virginia. So, Jonathan's got a lot of questions. I'm gonna let him answer the ask the questions, and then I'm just gonna kind of play off some of the questions. So, let's roll with it. All right. Um, mostly, I guess I wanted to know about the tournament in Florida, like your practice. You said your practice didn't go very well, and if you could just talk about how that went for for a little bit, and uh, then later on, I have some just questions that might help our beginning kayak anglers as far as like how you do things, stuff like that. Sure. So it, yeah, it was tough. Um, I'd been down there one time before, so I, I wasn't going in completely blind. Um, and, and I kind of, I wanted to find something different. I had a feeling that the area that I, I fished last time that there'd be some other people in it. Um, you know, I wasn't sure, but I, I felt like there'd be some people that, that would be there. And I, I wanted to find something different. Um, I spent a lot of time in Apopka, which is the furthest lake south on the chain. Got some dirty water. And a lot of tournaments get one out of there. Uh, but for the boats, it's kind of a it's a kind of a risk for them. It's a really long run. Because I think most of the tournaments launch out of Harris. They've got to go through mm -hmm. a lot. Takes them like an hour to get down there. For us, we have to launch in Apopka. But I think they were one, it was three or four launches that you could use, but it's a massive lake. Um, and I just, I went down and I, I did not find much that I liked in there. I spent a lot of time uh, in a canal 
and an area where like when I was down there last year, I found some big bedding fish in this one canal. Um, it was all amped up and, you know, they weren't there for the tournament. So I thought, well, shoot, maybe I'll go back and, and find some big bedding fish in that area. And it was just, Oh, wow. It was kind of a ghost town for that. Uh, there were, it was a the day I was in there was more windy. So the, the canal had a lot of, I think a lot of the boats that would normally be out on the main, main lake were up in the canal. And I, I fished a long stretch and just, I, I think I might've had one or two bites and they, they weren't big. And it just, you know, it was, it was a little discouraging. I, I kind of, uh, I just decided at that point to, to write off a popka. Um, I spent another, you know, part of a day in Griffin and it was, I was hoping to find clean water and Griffin was pretty dirty too, at least the stretch where I was. Um, I did catch a few fish. Uh, caught one off a you know, shallow grass line with a chatterbait. Had a blow up on a frog. Um, pretty good one that I jumped off, but nothing, nothing spectacular. I spent some time flipping, you know, reeds and, you know, flipping in Kissimmee grass and just that was what I'd hoped to do was go down there and flip that new, that new uh, missile chunky D. I, I, just, yeah. I wanted to to catch some big fish on the thing, and it was not. Uh, it just it, it wasn't working for me. And I ultimately decided the last day that I'd uh, Beauclair is what it's called. It's, I guess, the next lake up from Apopka. And I'd been in the canal connecting them. I'd been in Apopka. Figured I'd check Beauclair. I'd heard there was some clear water in there. But I, I also knew it was getting a lot of pressure. Uh, and it, it did have really clean water compared to the other places I'd been. It was... Uh, I, I think of a lot of eelgrass. There was some hydrilla, I think, mixed in in places and some milfoil. There was some stuff that looked like it had been sprayed, like it was dying. It wasn't oh, real healthy. But there was eelgrass. I mean, everywhere was eelgrass. So, I mean, out to, I don't know, six feet maybe. Um, and I, the day that I was in there, it was it was pretty calm, and I was able to paddle around and stand up. And, you know, I, I looked a lot, and I found a ton of tilapia that we're betting uh, which I wasn't surprised any of those, those down there. And if you've, if you've never seen a tilapia bed, it's like, I don't know, two times, maybe three times the size of a large mouth bed. Yeah. And it's just super obvious. It's like bright. And they were, they were everywhere. Those beds. Um, and I did find a few large mouth, a few that I thought were decent, but it, I was kind of, I felt like I was in a rush. I hadn't found much in practice, so I didn't spend a whole lot of time, you know, like, working any fish just to, you know, if I have the the luxury of time then I'll, I'll try to, to sit on a fish, a good fish and figure out, okay, can I get it to bite? You know, and I won't be fishing a hook. Typically I'll have just a screw lock into the plastic yeah. and I just want if I can get that, that fish to bite quickly or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really have a chance to do that. Look in and try to mark as many spots as I could. And uh, I was talking with some buddies after I got off the water and that we were talking about the weather the, the next day. It just it was supposed to blow uh, from, I guess it was the northeast. And just basically the entire, the best stretch of, of uh, bank that I found was just going to get absolutely pounded by 20 mile wow. winds all day. I think start that night. So, um, yeah, I was not super optimistic. I, I knew I didn't want to go back to Apopka. I didn't really want to mess around in the canals. And I didn't really want to go to the spot in Griffin. Um, 
so I, I decided for the event that at least for the first day, I would go fish some stuff that I had history on and just go fishing and see what happened. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what I did the first day Sort of winged it. As I mean, we brought that, as we brought that up earlier, when you have bad practice, what you usually do, you go practice again. Oh, for how me, many, how just many scrap. different lakes? Uh, I'm sorry. How many different lakes could you pick from in the Harris chain? Uh, I know I'm going to forget. It was Popka, Beauclair, Yale is technically not connected, but that we were allowed to fish that one. I think trout we could technically get into Eustis, Dora, uh, Big Harris, Little Harris, Griffith. Was okay. That that, there was there was a lot of water. Yeah. Wow. That kind of makes the practice lakes different. each kind of have their own flavor. I, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I've I've had some tournaments in the past where I've, I've made the mistake of trying to bite off too much yep. and fish one lake then go fish another area that's an hour away and then another mm -hmm. area an hour in the other direction and i was trying not to do that for this one i was trying to just like pick an area yeah because if you go to these award ceremonies and listen to these guys talk it's like there's there might be a predominant pattern or a couple guys doing similar things but people are catching fish everywhere doing different things so it's yeah. it's not like there's one magic thing you can do mm -hmm. so one of my goals was to kind of not not try to, to put the kayak in every single lake this time yeah. and just limit it to a few. That's Good smart. Point. Yeah. How many uh, total days did you have to practice? I had three and it ended up, yeah, I got down there Tuesday, late Tuesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday were the, the practice days. Mm. And then I, I kind of messed myself Pretty up. I, I, I should have... I got, I got a, a Newport NK 180 in the off season and I never actually, I was planning to get foot pedals installed and long story short, I wasn't able to do that. Um, mm -hmm. so I was, was rudder steering, but the first time I actually set the thing up was that Tuesday, like trying to get, get it ready. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if, if I, if, if either of you've ever run a, a Torquedo or a Newport, but, Stupid me, I'm thinking to go forward, you pull that little handle like towards you, almost like it's a uh, like a, a gear selector for a car. Oh, geez, first <laughs> that's reverse. But, yeah, I was throwing it in reverse, and the motor kept kicking up because I, I figured I didn't need to install the little you know reverse lock feature because I wasn't planning on using reverse, but I was sitting out there just. You know, the motor kicking up out of the water, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm like, I thought I set it up right. It's calling my buddy, and he's like, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why I would do that. So I, I ended up not even not even using the motor that first day. So that was uh yeah, that was that was a little embarrassing when I figured out that all I was doing was just, you know, all you gotta do is go, you know, rock that handle forward to go forward. Yeah. Like driving a, a real boat, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, so I that that kind of messed up my first day a little bit. I wasted a lot of time playing with the motor, thinking I was gonna. And, and I had planned to make a really long run. That's another oh, wow. I, with the Hobies. That's um, that's one of the things that I I think about or that yeah. I try to do is like if I can get people I want to, and even if that means I got to go five or six miles to get to my spot, um, I'll do it because I figure there's not very many guys that are willing to pedal or pedal. Right. Paddle that far. Yeah. Um, so I was specifically look for some places that were, 
you know, basically there's no ramp nearby and it's just as far as I can get away from, from anybody else. And, uh, yeah, I, I ended up not getting to go quite as far as I would have liked, but oh, dang. I, I can't complain at all. It all worked out. True that. Yeah. And, uh, you had a really good day one. You were leading right up to the end until, uh, Ewing jumped in there, Ewing minor. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about day one, yeah. how, that, how that went? Yeah, it went awesome. Um, like I said, my, my, with the bad practice, my mindset was just kind of, let's go fishing and, you know, just try to have fun, figure it out. Um, and I, I'd fished this particular area before. So I, I, I figured I'd start with the stuff that I was using before. I used some moving baits. I tried a, a chatter bait. I tried a, a hybrid hunter going down some, some grass out off the bank. And I went down what I thought was the best stretch and, you know, not a sniff. And there wasn't, it didn't look like there was a whole lot of shad activity. Um, it, it just, it was different than it had been the first time, you know, when I was there a couple of years before, or I guess one year before, right. But a couple of weeks earlier. So I, I started thinking after about an hour after, you know, kind of saturating that, that grass that they'd been in before. Um, I started thinking that we were just too early and maybe they were still on the banks and I pushed into a canal and just started pitching that six and a half inch quiver and just I had a three sixteenth ounce weight. I was just pitching that to anywhere where it looked like, you know, there could potentially be one set up for a bed. And the, the lake that I was in that, that day one is dirty. There was, there was not really any clean water in there to where you could see. So it was just blind pitching and just, you know, Fun Florida times. is one of those places where for whatever reason, yeah, you, you, you kind of got to fish slow down there. And it's especially around the spawn. I just feel like it was almost just pitching it and dead sticking it. And fortunately, maybe 20 minutes after I started doing that, I got my first bite and it was a giant, it was a 21, Ooh. 21 change. It was, it was at least 21. So, you know, I, I started thinking, well, shoot, that's, you know, you can't start it much better than that. And I got a couple more bites down that same stretch. And then, um, then I actually, I got around some, um, some duckweed that was matted up, picked up a frog and, uh, ended up, you know, swinging and, and snapping my rod on the hook set and, you know, get the fish, to the boat swinging in. And it looks kind of funny at first glance and it's a, uh, it's a small mudfish. So I, I thought I had a you know, oh, 16 dang. or 17 incher, you know, swung it in with half of the mudfish. So, um, dang. after that, I, I kind of put the frog away. I did have another, another rod I could throw it on. So I, I switched the reels up, um, and I messed around with that frog for a few minutes, no other bites. And then I went back out to that, that same stretch I started on and just went shallow, went right to the bank. And I mean, it was a foot, a lot of that stuff. Uh, I think where I was casting some of it was even shallower. I mean, oh, they wow. were right against the bank. And I, I know, I don't know that they were all betting, but I, the way the bites were, they definitely, they acted like betting fish. And one particular one I, just it was a, a juicy looking little spot. It was a it wasn't arrowhead, but it was some sort of vegetation that looks like that right on the bank. And I, I pitched over to it, just an isolated little clump of it, and caught a maybe a fourteen incher off of it. 
and I, I got the photo, got the fish released, and then pitched back in again and had a 20. So wow. I know that was a betting pair. And I assume that the other one. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's one of those, that, that's a, a tip. If you're, if you're fishing, you know, springtime when that water's in that 60 to 7 degree range and, and you catch one, throw back in that same spot and it, it, it might be a bed and fish and you might have a, you might have a second one. Yeah, pretty awesome. But uh, so I, there was another guy, um, and then another, a third angler came in later in the afternoon, and you know we were catching fish. He caught a giant in there, um, and I ended up. Uh, I moved. There was a little stretch of cypress trees, and my I, I decided to throw a forty-eight, you know, weightless stick worm around that. Literally, my first cast with it, I caught a seventeen. It was just one of those. It's like I couldn't do anything wrong that day. Yeah. <laughs> and I spent probably another hour doing that. That kind of steered me in the wrong direction. I didn't get another bite doing that. But that 17 definitely helped. And then after I, you know, kind of – I beat up that stretch pretty bad, that that stretch of bank that was productive, and then decided, you know, the wind was pounding <clears throat> the opposite shoreline, and I decided to just mix it up and go fish that. I had my chatterbait on, and, you know – I didn't get many bites on it. I had two bites, I think, but both of them were, I think the small one was 19 something. The other one was 21. So it was, (laughs) it was, uh, I I couldn't better. I mean, I was going into the day just hoping I could get around, you know, if I could, if I could get it, I could at least have a respectable finish. And, you know, I think I had around 90 before I went down that stretch with the chatterbait and with those two upgrades, I jumped up to just under a hundred inches. Holy cow. At, on day one. At that point, I, yeah, yeah nine, nine and three quarters. Uh, my, my best, you know, tournament day ever. Wow. And at, at that point I was starting to think of, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, you know, today was a, today was a gift. I don't, the, the wind was supposed to shift. I thought I could get in and, and, and fish the area where I'd found the bedding fish the second day. Mm-hmm. But I, I spent some time looking in these canals, that same lake, just hoping, hoping I could run across something. And I, I found a few fry garters, but nothing particularly special. And I ultimately decided, you know, talking to the other, other anglers back at the ramp, um, you know, they had hooked some big fish. They, they landed some big fish and they lost some big fish. So I was just doing, you know, thinking to myself, how many, how many fish over 20 inches are going to be in this place? How many big fish? And, you know, the, the three of us beat up on them pretty good. So uh, I made the decision at that point. There's, it, it didn't make sense for me to go back. Oh, okay. Um, right. I decided I'd, I'd commit to those beds last, kind of see what happened. Yeah, that was, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you was what made you decide to fish somewhere else on day two? Um, after a day like that, it would have been hard for me to leave. But I guess, like, like you said, it must have been a combination of things that made you decided to try somewhere else so did the weather the yeah. you said the wind was pretty bad on day one uh did the weather roll out change for day number two it did i, I think it was there were some light winds but it, i don't think it got up more than not the craziness maybe four or five miles an hour um, yeah i think that can it was a lot of movement on the leaderboard a lot of guys that did really well on day two where i think it was partly they couldn't get on their fish the first day because that wind it just all the lakes down there are kind of, excuse me, they're, they're kind of bowl shaped and mm-hmm. 
there's there's not too many places tuck out of the wind. So I think that probably handicapped some people that that first day. But there were a lot of guys. I, I think that first day they were the top fifty. I think had eighty inches or better. And I think oh, the wow. top. I think there were over there were at least ten guys that had nine better. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it was some of those guys that, that had 80s on the first day put up you know, high nineties the second day and jump way up the leaderboard. So it was, it was interesting how that, that worked out. Yeah. How did you, how did you feel but going as into, far as like my decision to go ahead, uh, go, going into day two. Yeah. I, I didn't, I was glad I had, but I, I was just thinking, you know, don't screw it up. Like if I can get 80 <laughs> inches, if I can catch if, if I, like, if I can get average, uh, that will put me around, you know, 170 range. Um, and I felt like that would get me close to a check. So that was kind of, I didn't have unrealistic expectations and I wasn't sure with that wind pounding all day. I just, I wasn't sure how, how clear it would be. I knew it'd be calm enough, but I was afraid that there'd be just some sort of residual stain in that water and I wouldn't be able to see the fish. Wow. And it kind of, there were some that I could see. Uh, but then there was like one one section of the lake where I think part of it was boat traffic. There were a lot of boats, a lot of kayakers in there, and it just the the wind, just that little ripple and that enough stain in the water made it to where you could kind of make out the faint white spot from the bed, but you you couldn't see well enough to even tell if there was a fish on it. So the a good section, I, I hit one stretch um, in the morning and had a, a small limit spent probably an hour on nah, close to an hour on an 18 incher just because i had a bunch of 12 inches yeah wow. i was able to catch that fish and then move to the there's like the south end of the lake where there was a lot of eelgrass and reeds and i didn't catch any and i couldn't find any of the fish that i'd marked in there um and i wasn't sure how many guys actually fished it the first day i knew a bunch of guys were fishing it the second day and I eventually just, I don't think the single bed that I found um, that I had marked. So I just, at a certain point, I decided I needed, you know, I, my, my best chance was to go and, and find, you know, new fish, just look for, for one or two. Right. So I kind of, I was bulled up beads and just looking for stuff that wasn't easy. Um, you know, a lot of guys can find the ones that are out, you know, in the obvious places, you know, where it's a great big bright spot you know hole in the grass or kind of on the outside of the of the reeds but the the ones that i felt like the boats or maybe even other kayakers wouldn't get to were the ones where you you got to go back through some stuff and a lot of the you spend a lot of time doing that and not finding anything um but eventually it, it did pay off and I, I ran across a couple of the right fish after you know like I said, just bulldozing through reeds. I had the pedal drive up and I just stand 
The torpedo was down at that time. And going all the way back as far as that. Yeah, you can use the torpedoes or the the new ports or, or I guess some of the guys have those XI3s bow mounted. You can use them in practice, but not for the competition. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Hobie's the the one that doesn't during uh, during the event. It's it's all manual, so you can pedal and you can paddle, but no motor for the actual competition. So yeah, I had uh, you know the pedal drive was up and it was just just me standing and kind of. With, with the amount of stuff that I had with me, I had more than I would, would have liked to take just because it was kind of weird. I, I I wasn't sure exactly how clear the water would be, so I brought some dirty watercolors. I brought some you know, translucent stuff for, for clear ones. and So I was I was weighted down enough. Yeah. And uh, you, you can definitely paddle a Hobie, but it stand up, it, it's not designed to be a stand-up paddleboard, so it's not exactly easy. It's a... I was tired at the end of the day. So it's a workout. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was fortunate. Yeah, Justin, at least you're young. So you got that much going for you. <laughs> I guess. How about that? Do you uh, run a power pole or anything like that to help in the wind? Or how, how did, uh, did I the- did? Um, I've had it and I hadn't used it a bunch. I had a, uh, an issue where the I got the battery pack for it so I didn't have to wire anything and the, the little battery pack that snaps on um, I think it was the last time I was down here uh, maybe for Kissimmee last year that the the battery pack was not seating right so it would seat initially I would deploy the, the motor so your your power pole locks in and then somehow it would wiggle loose so I'd have power pole locked down and then I'd go to lift and you're just you got nothing no power. oh geez and it's a pain in the butt i mean you uh, you've got like a little release cord that you can rig up which i'd done so i was eventually able to get myself worked loose but i had that happen two days in a row and i was kind of like all right well, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna do that a third day and eventually yeah. i i i was able to the to go to a like a, a local dealer and they they said yeah it's not supposed to do that so they they hooked me up with a new one and it's uh, it's worked fine i just it's like I hadn't had an opportunity. I figured, well, shoot, I need to put it on. If, mm-hmm. if it's going to be anywhere where, you know, I'm not going to have overhanging branches and stuff to worry about. There's going to be a place to use it. It's going to be down here. And it, yeah. it definitely paid off that day, too. I didn't mess with it the first day. Uh, but but day two, it was huge for that second to last. Well, I guess the second and the third to last fish that I caught. Um, it was having that that. Um, I offset my my power pole and my anchor wizard, just a little um, the little ball anchor. Had them on the opposite mm-hmm. side, but basically having myself locked to where I wasn't going to twist, and I just I stayed put. I was able to you know not drift any. Mm-hmm. Um, that that made it a lot easier to work the fish, but they were some stingy fish. That first one, it, it was uh, it was not easy to catch. I eventually yeah. caught the male kind of by mistake. With the glare, I, I saw the two fish looking at it. I couldn't tell which one ate it, and I wasn't going to take a chance. So I I swung and and caught the male, and uh, it I there's times where that works out for you, and there's times where it doesn't. And it's I don't know how to tell like which way. So I'm just hoping that I can. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping I could just shake, shake uh, the male off, and then the female will get mad after seeing the male spit the worm a couple times. 
and the female would eat it. And uh, it didn't work out that way. Eventually, just when I hooked the male, it, it took several minutes for it to go back to the nest. And the female started to get a little more defensive uh, to where the the male wasn't running in there and, and snatching the worm. And eventually I got her to eat the, uh, the, the quiver. And that one was, that was a huge call. It was 19 something. So that was, oh, wow. four. I mean, I, I had some, some tiny little fish. Um, and then I was, I was fortunate. I, I think it was one thirty at that point. So lines out was three and I pushed, um, uh, found one more fish, a similar little area where you just, you had to go through a bunch of reeds and then it kind of opened up behind them. There were some pads in there and I found, I found one that was not, uh, that was not as stubborn. That last one was, was much easier. I think it took two or three casts to catch the male. And then I think it was another two or three casts after I'd caught the male to catch the female. And that, that male was, I think, 14 and a half and it actually called so that's how oh, wow. small oh, wow. fish were. that's crazy guys we got uh oh, yeah. just guys we got justin largan on with us tonight talking about his second place hobie finish on the harris chain of lakes all right so day one day two day three how are you feeling going into day three were you still unsure about some of the locations that you had it's just two days Oh, it was it just was two, two days. days. Yeah, it was. I was great on day three. <laughs> I had, that, that's I had why. That's why I turned this show over to Jonathan, and I should just let Jonathan have it. I mean, that's what I should have done. Day three went real good. He was heading home. Oh yeah, I woke up and I looked over. I had the trophy in the tent with me, and I was for a second. I was like, "That was a really good dream." And I looked over, and no, not what a dream. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. I had just a few questions that might help some of our newer guys out. Um, that I, I'd ask you if you don't mind. Um, I think I think you. I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think you run a pretty simple, like electronic setup. If I'm not mistaken, is that right? Oh, yeah, bare bones. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a Lawrence, and I I would think it's the Reveal triple shot. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got side scan. I haven't been able to get the side scan to work very well, so I don't really mess with it. It's kind of a small screen. I think I have the seven inch, so it's hard for me to make out the detail that I see other guys get with their side scan. Yeah, uh, it might be just user error in the way I've got it set up, but most of the time I'm just using 2D sonar. And the the reason I got the triple shot is I wanted to be able to drop waypoints, and that that's a big deal to me to be able to just stick a pin. Uh, and mark a spot cool um but yeah. but yeah i don't i don't run anything like that i thought that would be good to let some of our new new guys know that you don't have to have the fancy electronics we got a a guy here competing on the national level with bare bones electronics and and winning uh and placing Gosh. very well in these national tournaments so that's good it definitely I started off on my kayak go ahead no, no, no. Uh, I was going to say, I think if you have it, it it's definitely a good tool. It yeah. just, I'm afraid if I get it, I'll do nothing but paddle around and, and look at that forward facing all day trying to find it. Yeah. Yeah. I started off um, just 
with no electronics. And then it wasn't long before I was wanting to know, I just want to know how deep the water is and what the water temperature is. And now I'm all the way up to, I have a mega live and mega 360 on mine. And sometimes nice. I think that mega live hurts. Like, like you said, cause you'll, you'll stare at it and spend too long. You'll see fish and try to get them to bite for too long. And um, just because you can see them doesn't mean they're going to bite or even that they're even bass. I'm still trying to figure out if they're bass or, you know, crappy or catfish or whatever. <laughs> so sometimes gotcha. I think, I think all the fancy stuff can hurt sometimes. Well, I've, I've gotten into trouble trying to sight fish. when not the deal. Like trying yeah. to go up and like a year ago here at Lake Murray, I got myself in trouble. There were a bunch of big fish up shallow and I could see them with my eyes and I, they weren't locked on beds or anything. I just spent, you know, an entire practice mm -hmm. around trying to figure out how to catch them. And, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, moved on, done something else. Do you uh, put much credit into like the moon phases and the times? You know how you'll see in the magazines they'll have like the certain times that the the fish are supposedly biting better and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the fence on that one. I I remember reading KVD say one time that like he said he doesn't look at it because he doesn't want to. Like, I don't remember exactly how he worded it, but something like he doesn't want to, like, be thinking that he's not going to, it's not going to be a good time. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I kind of, the moon phases, I think that can definitely help a spawn. Like, the, the full moon, it definitely pulls a, a wave of fish up. I don't know that it's the only factor, but I think it helps. But the, I I don't look at those saw, uh, those those tables that have the, the best fishing times it you know i, I know some guys yeah. do it helps them but i i feel like it would i don't know i i feel like it would hurt me yeah i look at it a lot of times and by the time i'm out on the water i've forgotten what what they said the time was supposed to be and all that kind of stuff so i'm kind gotcha. of that's, that's why they make apps now johnson <laughs> you download and save everything like I'm, our sponsor. i'm too busy i'm too busy <laughs> yep uh, how, how long do you spend in an area before, like, you decide, all right, this is not the deal, and then move somewhere else? Typically, uh, I know it's probably different every time, but. Yeah, I guess it kind of depends. Um, it depends on, it's almost more of a confidence thing. Like, if I if I feel like there's fish around, I might stick around longer. Um, if, if it looks right, if I'm, I'm seeing, you know, bait fish flicking around or, or bluegill popping on the surface or something i might might stick around longer uh, but it's i've kind of gotten to where if when i start to lose confidence in in something i'm doing i i've realized that it i don't catch fish like yeah. if when i mm -hmm. when i lose that and I, I think that's part of why i change things up on day two a lot because I've, I've been burned a bunch of times trying to go back to the exact same fish and it's just the thing conditions aren't the same so that, you know, when I, when I don't think I'm going to be able to go back into an area, it's like, the, I don't know how to quantify it. Like there's not really a science to it. It's just like, right. I feel like I can catch them in there. So yeah. I just like, I'll, I'll bail. So it really, I don't know that there's a set time. It's just when I start to get a vibe, like yeah. this is happening, it's, it's time trust, to either trust your gut. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, I wish there was a, I think the only thing that, that really can can help you with that is is just time on the water. 
yeah. to it's good like I, there, sometimes I'll I, I really don't know there's a right answer um like preparing for a tournament like say a lake you've never been to before what what kind of study do you put into it like map study google earth that type of stuff yeah uh, I'll do the, the Google Earth. Um, I'm looking around. So I, a lot of times I like to go to Street View for some of these places. Um, if I can find a canal or something and mm -hmm. there's a road by it, or I'll look at a bridge, try and get actual still photos that are, you know, a different angle where I can kind of get an idea what the water clarity is. But that's another thing where I've, I've spent, I've had tournaments where, I'll have it in my head, like going to a place I've never been before. I'll have a, a picture of what it's going to look like based off the satellite images. And I get there and it just, it doesn't look yeah. anything. Like <laughs> wow. So I, I almost like, it's just when you're, when you're looking at it from ground level, it's, it's different. And and sometimes if they've taken those satellite images in say February or March, you'll have right. some, right. and you go there in June and it's completely, you know, it's, it just, it's very different. Yeah. So you can definitely do, do work. Like I know guys like Drew Gregory a lot of, of time into you know, looking at maps and all that stuff. And I'd, uh, I wish I was better at it, but, but yeah, I definitely look, um, I'll try and do some research on the lake, figure out when do the fish typically spawn on a particular lake or, you know, what, what some of the, the, you know, is it deep? Is it clear water clarity? Sort of some of that stuff. Yeah. I'm not necessarily looking for, you know, the, you know, what, what's the bait in the area that the guy won on? <clears throat> you ain't listening to the dot talk. I'll try to, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and if you do listen to it, like you, 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 you know, what, what, what worked, what caught fish, you know, three weeks ago, what caught fish two years ago. It's like, it's, it's not bad to necessarily have it, but I'm not. Right. It's, it's kind of one thing. It, I'm not basing everything off of, you know, what guys did two weeks ago or a year ago or however long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say my, my two biggest tournaments, like the, the two KBF national championships I fished, I studied for so long and uh, bought maps and studied Google earth and everything. And then I get there and it's like, man, this, this is not uh, <laughs> what I want to do. And I'd end up, you know, finding somewhere completely different that I never even studied. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. What, one thing that, helpful that i've started doing recently is finding every launch i can find and just putting a pin for every launch yeah, yeah and that way i don't necessarily find them all but i will try to at least know where i can get access or what you know what what's mm -hmm. legal access and it's a different with kbf now you know kbf doesn't stipulate launches at least they haven't yet but the other ones um even with with hobie and bass where you know you've got designated launches during the event it's still you can if, if you can use a, a different launch in practice that's allowed um, and that that might allow you to to fish an area that you know right you might not go to jonathan you got more questions brother mm, i was just i was gonna bring up uh missile bait since i know that's one of his big sponsors um and i know i've heard you talk about the 48 a lot i'm sure that's probably <laughs> your favorite uh, i was gonna ask you what your se second favorite missile baits is I don't know. I feel like it changes sometimes. Like I'll, I'll get locked in with one and, and just kind of really, I don't know if you really feel in that one bait for a certain time of year. And so I don't know that I have one that like, that's the one I like all the time, but right mm -hmm. now, bomb. 
probably toss up between the D bomb and the the baby destroyer. Yeah, uh, there you go. I, I like both of those for the, that baby destroyer is is great for for betting fish. Mm-hmm. It's great flipping pitch, and that the D bomb is just like the guy that called the biggest. The guy caught a twenty five inch fish in in our tournament. I, I I don't remember his name. Sorry if you're wow. listening, but he caught a twenty five inch on a D bomb. And That's awesome. uh, yeah, I've. I, I wanted to uh, to stand up and and applaud during the. <laughs> like, yeah, so cool. yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of the uh, just just two different sizes of the destroyer, the baby destroyer and the regular size. Those are probably my favorites. But uh, mm. I was excited when they started making the spunk shad because I had been using those under you know hog farmer, and uh, I was like, well, missile baits will probably be a little bit easier to find around our area. So they, oh uh, yeah. The hog farmers always had to order from somewhere. So, and that's uh, awesome. That's that's been a pretty cool bait. I use it as a chatterbait trailer, and I'll just fish it by itself sometimes. Yeah, I haven't experimented with that at all. I'm gonna have to do that though. I've yeah. I've seen guys doing that. Yeah. Um, all I've so far is chatterbait trailer, and this last trip was really the first time I played with it, and mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. And for you guys who are watching uh, on our YouTube channel, Bass Case Radio, by the way, uh, Justin's in his car because Justin is at a, another tournament this weekend, guys. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we talked to him earlier. This is his current job. I mean, he's on the water fishing to cash checks. And uh, what's 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 in the books for you coming up this week? This week, I'm down in uh, Columbia, near Columbia anyway, for okay. the KF trail uh trail one and two on uh lake murray so i right i was down here last year and did not have a good event so i'm i'm hoping to to get a little revenge but it's a it's a busy spring for me uh, a lot of a lot of tournaments and this is kind of when i did well last year i uh, i forgot how to catch them when the summer rolled around so, so you, are I'm you planning on fi- are you planning on fishing all three series this year, bass as well as uh the KBF and uh Hobie? Yes, at least some. Okay. Uh I kinda I decided not to focus so much on trying to get anger of the year or chase some specific thing like that. Right. I mean I, I definitely that may change at some point if if I, I end up high in the standings late in the season. But my plan early is to I'm, I'm trying to pick the lakes that I I like that I'm looking forward to and just fish, fish fun events and then also fish the ones that are going to be the most you know potentially the most lucrative. So like I'm, I'm, I'm fishing all the Hobies this, yeah, because like the Hobies have they, they're either selling out or getting very close to it. So you're looking at really big paychecks. Wow, and not that the other ones aren't, uh, but but Hobie. I mean, they sold out a lot of events last year, a lot of $10,000 first place checks. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm going to fish ones that are, I think, fun, ones that are, that suit me well. Um, like I'll, I'll definitely fish. I, I lived in Northern Virginia for several years, so I'm looking forward to fishing the Potomac with KBF. Mm-hmm. That's a fun one for me every year, but I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of not married to any one trail. I'm going to fish, fish the ones that, that kind of work. I hope to see you at the Potomac. I'm uh, I'm gonna try to make it to that one too, and uh, I think I'm gonna try the Hobie on the new river when they come there. So awesome! I'm actually yeah. bummed about that one. I've got a, a family conflict for that one. Down uh, mm. the the one time that they come in close where you don't have to drive yeah. halfway 
country and uh, and I can't make it. But uh, that's awful. But yeah, I hope you crush him on that one. Uh, rep hope so. represent, uh, represent that Southwest Virginia. Yeah. Well, I have no more questions. Do you? Nah, just uh, I know you fished a couple with us last year on the Bass Cast. If you ever have time, we'd love to have you again this Definitely. year. I've, you guys have the schedule up on the website, right? Yes, yeah, schedule yeah. is up, and we are now a Bass Master affiliated. We are the Virginia. <clears throat> we are the Virginia, not we, but there's a separate tournament at the end of the year, and that we are hosting as well for the uh, for the Bass Nation of Virginia Kayak Series on awesome. Smith on Smith Mountain Lake. So we'd love to have you then. And uh, like you guys, if you haven't seen, it's all up on thebasscast.com right now. We haven't, you know, really put up the Bass Nation stuff yet because we're Still in the beginning, we got a lot of paperwork left to do. We haven't been approved by one thing, but we know we're good. Um, and we will soon start taking names and registration for you guys to enter and uh, fish with us this year. And that's the 29th of October, right? That's what it is. So, champion so. yeah, uh, 29th of BASS State <laughs> Championship, Smith yep. Mountain Lake, October 29th, I believe. Yep. That sounds and fun. And the top 10% will go on to fish the uh, championship. So, yeah. well, Justin, good luck. Hopefully we get you back on the show soon. Thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your night, sitting in a Walmart parking lot, talking to us on their Wi-Fi, which is pretty freaking awesome. So thank you for that. And uh, thank you for uh, writing and being a part of the basscast.com, man. Yeah, my pleasure. So uh, it's good talking to you guys. Good talking to you, Justin. Thank you. All right, guys, I really appreciate Justin coming on tonight's show. And, uh, man, the dude's a stick. I mean, he's out there trying to make a living, fishing, sleeping in his car, sleeping in a tent. I mean, there's some big-time dedication here to the kayak series. And, you know, I mean, you know, we all, we all talk about Chad and, the legacy that he's going to leave in one day. And hopefully, you know, he's about saying he's actually younger than me. What am I saying? <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, he's the godfather of this whole entire thing. And then, you know, Dwayne with Tony X and now how it's done spread and how the pot has become so large. I mean, if you bigger. really, yeah, it's getting bigger. And if you really think about it, guys, I mean, I know you guys like the glitter boat side for most of you guys. And most of some of you guys are listeners. Hopefully some of you guys are. If you probably really average it out, gas, fuel, hotel, non-hotel, whatever. I mean, these kind of guys are making a whole lot more money. I mean, they really are putting a lot more money in their pocket yeah. for a lot less. Yeah. I mean. Very, um, very small initial investment and uh, some pretty good payouts. What would you say now? Your hope, your um, your bona fide was fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Let's say that. Throw that number out there. If you were to get a big spiel on the back, that's what another grand. Yeah. So you're looking twenty four hundred dollars where you can just scoot across the freaking water. And there's and, there's plenty of guys that still paddle. I mean, it's... yeah, there's yes, yes. And he brought up one earlier night. He still paddles. Yeah. I mean, that's all he does. He paddles. Yeah. He has. What's like that? you said, the, the Hobie series, you can't have a motor. So he's, he's pedaling. Because <clears throat> yeah, they, they want you to buy their, uh, their uh, pat, you know, their foot yep. pedals. So, I mean, yep. you know, that's what they're known for. They were yep. the, the beginning of that. So, I mean, you know, Hobie had the pedal drive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they, they want you to buy that, which, you know, 
Iconelli, all of them. It's a bunch of them different. Uh, and, and I think Polonik's uh, fishing out of a Hobie now. And I think yeah. uh, I know Iconelli so, was the first one. And Greg De Palma just starting this year, too. So a lot of guys are coming in this thing yeah. to say, hey, you know, what the heck? We, we love fishing and we're making a living and we're cashing checks. Yeah. And that's how we continue this journey on. So, Jonathan, man, I appreciate you coming on, being a Thank part you. of Bass Cash Radio tonight, your first ever episode with us. And, uh, Hey, we're going we're gonna to get some more guests on here in the next few weeks and see if we can continue this bad boy on. Um, appreciate you guys. Um, there will be a show next Wednesday. And then I'm going to Red Crest. And then I'm coming home for a week. And then I'm going to the Bassmaster Classic. So <clears throat> and you guys stay tuned because, you know, we're going to do some recording at Red Crest and we're going to do a little recording at the Classic. So, But it won't be our regular normal show. But we will be there. So uh, thank you guys for being a part of us tonight. And uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon.